Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, life coach, and psychotherapist. And today's episode is So You Want to Find Purpose and the Law of Attraction. Psychologically, we know and have studied that people who report having a sense of purpose tend to have fewer heart issues, fewer heart attacks, fewer strokes, and basically hold on to sanity better as they age. Depression rates are lower, and we even live longer when we identify as having a sense of purpose. Now, I've never met a seeker that wasn't seeking purpose, y'all. Finding purpose, living it, it's up there on our priority list as a tribe. If you Google how to find purpose, you will find lists that basically expand on the idea to connect with lots of people, to explore through working different gigs or volunteering, basically experiencing as much as you possibly can to show you what you may find purposeful based on what you're drawn to, And what you're repelled by. And this sets your purpose course. Now I want to share some patterns that I see that can thwart this process. Can actually invite a law of detraction. If you are in the negative. And thwart the process of finding purpose that I know you so want in your life. Now if you've been following me for a while you know I live a very purposeful life. And I'm highly satisfied with my purpose path now that I'm in the satisfactory part. It feels amazing just to explain in my empath body and mind what that feels like. Knowing that I found my calling and that I'm living it, it feels satisfying. It feels grounding. It feels like exhaling with Lightness, not a heavy sigh of depletion or exhaustion where the body seems to shrink an inch or two. It feels like taking a deep breath of fresh air while on a 10,000 foot mountain and exhaling while smiling. It's an energized, ready for the day, best night's sleep of my life 
anxiety-less, peaceful invigoration. It's the opposite of stuck or lost. It's found and held. It feels like walking a dark path and the path becoming lit by fireflies that are guiding the path. It is a damn fine feeling. And I want that for you if you want that for you. And how it feels to me can be similar or different to how it might feel to you. Whenever I share, I'm sharing to show you what is possible. And you are always encouraged to take what works for you and leave the rest. So why I share is that I felt like I stumbled through much of my early path. And how did that feel? It felt like trying to walk on uneven rock-filled terrain. After spinning for 30 seconds and being completely disoriented, did you play that as a child like I did? That's the first drug most of us ever try, believe it or not. That's for another show, but spinning and changing how we feel, that might have been our first drug as a child. But that's how my early path felt. It felt like, where am I going? What am I doing? I'm stumbling through. I'm fumbling through. Everything I could be doing could be totally wrong. Everything I could be doing could be totally right. And I really have absolutely no idea. I'm just stumbling through. It left me feeling lonely. It left me depleted because being in a constant state of confusion and feeling less than feeling behind the ball, feeling like other people are progressing in their lives faster and I'm getting stuck in the muck, that felt unbalanced and untethered. I found it incredibly hard to stay grounded when I felt purposeless because I didn't have other seekers around me. I felt constantly invalidated. And I suspect that many of you that are drawn to emotional badass are in a similar position or have been at different stages of your life. I share to show you what I've let go of to grow and to manifest my very happy, still imperfect, and at times messy life so that you can look at different aspects and characteristics and behaviors in your own life and better evaluate what you want to let go of and what you want to pick up and grow into. To feel connected to someone who's walking a path that will share with you the intimate parts of the journey. I think that's what we crave as human beings, and it's what a lot of us are missing. I've been on some hikes here in Colorado that are so poorly marked, but what I look for when I'm lost on a trail I look for some footprints. And as soon as I find some footprints of somebody who has walked the path before me, there's a trust in the path that I'm walking because I can see that other people have walked it. That's what I hope to do for you when I share part of my story. So I hope that you can trust the path that you're on by the end of this episode. So things to be aware of when we're desiring a purposeful life and we're seeking that as a highly sensitive person, it is imperative to accept that we are not like other people. We are like 15 to 20% of the population. Now that sounds like a whole bunch, but when I say the other number, that that means 80 to 85% of the people on the planet are not wired like you or I. 
that means that most of the feedback we receive are from and for people that move through the world very, very differently and experience the world very differently. So a lot of that advice or a lot of the footprints that we see of people that cross our path may be heading to a very different destination than we would ever want to go. It's imperative to accept that you're a feeler, which means you're a seer and a seeker. That's important because all of us have an Uncle Fred or a cousin Sammy or a friend Dolores that likes to pop in and tell us what we need to do to move forward in life, to find purpose. And it's very hard to stay steady and to stay grounded when other people's help, I'm doing air quotes around help, isn't really applicable to our experience. It's fine to hear their advice and to consider it. What thwarts the process isn't hearing the advice. It's doubting and labeling ourselves as defective, as broken or lost. Because when your inner child hears you shaming yourself, what's wrong with you that you can't do what cousin Dolores or friend Dolores suggested, that that doesn't resonate with you. Your inner child hears you denying your own reality and basically hears that you value Dolores's insight over your own. And that feels terrifying to the inner child because she or he needs you to respect, to take care, and to guide, not to give your power away to other people who aren't you. So when we doubt ourselves because we haven't accepted who we are and how we operate and move through the world, our work, our development gets sort of buried, only to come out later because we're denying our true self. And we slow down progress on the purpose path. We're still on the right path. But I know you want to move through with more ease, more flow. And you, me, none of us, we're ever going to find our great purpose by making ourselves feel like a piece of shit. I don't think I can be any clearer or more direct about that, that that cannot possibly be the way. Do you sense that? By making ourselves feel terrible, our purpose is not going to grow. Those of you with critical parents, ooh-wee, I am talking to you, aren't I? Because I know that you're working on so many external things. Y'all are going to school. You're doing trainings. You're getting certifications. You're hunting down that purpose. But your self-talk, and this is such a big reason why talk therapy is useful and powerful and often necessary. Because we wind up saying things in our heads that sound pretty okay and normalized to ourselves when they're still really problematic, negative, and shaming. I often catch this with my clients in individual work. Someone will say something like, I'm just wondering if, if I'm broken, if something's really wrong with my brain. And we think that's okay because wondering and questioning, isn't that how we're supposed to be? That's what we think. But imagine if I took a small child and I looked at them and I crouched down to their level and I said, hi, I'm just wondering if you're broken. I'm just wondering, I'm not telling you that you're broken. I'm just wondering if 
you're broken or if something's messed up with your brain. Bye, go have a nice day at school. I mean, that child would feel terrible and would feel like, well, something is definitely wrong with me if the adult around me is asking those questions. So we have to get smarter than this dynamic, wiser than this dynamic. We often have to bring in help that can hear us say these things out loud to go, hey, wait a minute, and get some help really reframing on this very tiny level that can seem inconsequential, but can be very, very powerful to change. Pressure also thwarts our purpose-seeking. If you try to pressure cook yourself, you're going to come out like a tender meat, like soft, too limp noodles, your brain feeling confused and mushy. And what do highly sensitive people do who feel stressed when they're not finding their purpose as quickly as they think they should be able to? They think pressure is right, like they're going to make some diamonds out of some pressure. This pressure comes from the subconscious belief that purpose is some kind of destination, that it's a place that you get to and you sink into it and you stop your seeking and you get to exhale at that moment. So a lot of you are sort of walking around kind of flailing, trying to get to that purpose point, feeling like you're doing something wrong because you can't get there or you haven't been able to get there yet. So part of what we can work to accept is that there is no purpose destination because this just exhausts us to keep looking for a place that doesn't really exist. This is counterproductive and counterintuitive. Now hear that word, counterintuitive, counterintuitive. Those of you who are listening are trying to grow your intuition, right? So it can't possibly be useful to do things that are counterintuitive. We must learn how to lean in and become our own cheerleaders, become our own encouraging guides forward. We need to fire the dance teacher that endorses two steps forward, two steps back by looking for purpose and then putting pressure that makes us question everything and feel tired. And that's like two steps back. So if we want forward motion and flow and ease along the path, we can't cook ourselves with pressure. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. I did an episode years ago about the good enough principle. If you had a critical parent, this is paramount in your recovery and your healing. Not good enough is a really big problem on the purpose path. Why? 
because we don't realize that by bringing dissatisfaction to the purpose process, we're essentially saying sneakily to ourselves, how you are right now is not good enough despite all your efforts. And when will you be good enough? After you figure out this purpose thing, not before. So you cannot feel peaceful or satisfied until you figure out this purpose thing. And that's what will give you the peace and the satisfaction. And that is wrong. Again, if I use the example of a child, because many of you out there are parents and are doing work to reparent your inner child. It's not cool for me to sit down with any kid and say directly in their sweet little innocent face, you really aren't good enough right now as you are. But one day, if you find purpose, then I'll accept you. You just aren't good enough right now. And again, bye, have a good day. That does not set us up to have a good day. And we must learn how to embrace this dynamic to be able to learn how to stop doing this to ourselves. If this particular tip is really resonating with you, you might want to go back and listen for the first time or again to the good enough principle. Believe it or not, we can practice satisfaction. And doesn't that sound contradictory that we would be seeking and wanting to move forward and also be able to practice feeling satisfied? Some of you have some real deep down fears that you can never be satisfied. Some of you have been accused by your families, by exes, maybe even by friends, that nothing's ever good enough for you. Isn't that interesting that we just hit on the good enough principle? So if nothing's ever good enough, it's, we don't get to the place where we have enough practice with being satisfied. So the paradox here, and for me to really have leaned into living my purpose daily, I had to let go of the low vibe, desperate energy about finding my purpose. And I had to practice satisfaction. This is the paradox that even while wanting more or wanting differently, we can learn to feel satisfied with how we are progressing as a human being. Because we are all figuring out a little bit more of this confusing existence as seekers every single day. And we do that through experience, through trial and error, through collecting the hard-earned wisdom of others that we meet and accept as gurus. This is an awesome present moment purpose to be learning, to be evolving, and to be satisfied in this given moment. Living the purpose of satisfaction as a seeker helps us vibrate higher. This is the energy that helps connect us to our purpose. Not shaming and making us ourselves feel like crap. That's not going to connect us to purpose. So we can invite satisfaction. And if that's a little scary, if that seems a little weird or bold, maybe sit with that. Maybe do some writing or some journaling. Why would anyone not want to allow themselves to feel satisfied about what they're doing or who they are? Check out if that comes from a shame place. And if it does, what place would you prefer your self-care to come from? So what I'm talking about is letting go of seeking purpose to find purpose. And I know that sounds crazy. That blew my mind learning that many years ago. That I can't just live in fear and find my purpose. 
that I can't just live in anxiety and expect the universe to connect me to purpose. By committing fully to working on myself and letting go of finding purpose, I found my purpose. And that is how I see it work for person after person after person after person. When you hear about people getting into the flow, they can't be in the flow if they're still in fear. You can't really flow if you're constantly dissatisfied and looking for the other shoe to drop. So by letting go of finding purpose and investing in healing myself, immersing myself in healing, a self-commitment that I knew I needed to make, even when I didn't want to, even when my brain was like, nope, I want you to do other things, knowing on a deep intuitive level, I have to commit to this if I want a really good life So I immersed in therapy and yoga, and I did so when money was very, very, very tight for me. It wasn't an easy investment to make, and I think it mattered more to me because I really had to fight and work very hard to have the money to have those things, to nurture myself, to give to myself. Now, I don't think it has to be hard, but it was for me. But there's good hard work, like a farmer might say, you know, there's a, there's a tired at the end of the day that feels good and satisfying. They're satisfied again. And there's one that makes us tired, that makes us feel like we're spinning our wheels, that two steps forward, two steps back. Yeah, we're moving, but we feel stuck. This started giving me a good kind of tired, like, wow, I'm working hard to invest in myself. And that feels, it's not my favorite word. I got to come up with a different one. But it feels right in every cell of my being every fiber of who I am spiritually and physically. And this is what allowed my purpose to unfold. What happens for you in your life if you let go of the pressure to find your purpose? If you let go of the fear that you aren't going to find it and you trust that you are on the path every single day, every single moment, you don't have to stress about finding it, you're on it. This is an acceptance point that we are always on our path, the exact right path. And wow, that was hard for me to accept early on. Why are we always on our path? How is that possible? Because wherever we go, there we are. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Think about that for a moment. Wherever you go, there you will be. This idea that we have to find purpose backfires. We are on the path. I am on the path. Chris is in the studio with me right now. He is on his path. You are on your path. If you are happy with the path's landscape right now, then that feels cool and chill. But if the landscape looks dry and desolate, you might feel desperate or angry, wrong or sad. Just keep walking. It's your path. So if you listen to me and follow me, y'all know I'm kind of like a mini hiking fanatic, right? And these Colorado Rocky Mountains that I have so fallen in love with, they parallel so much life for me. If you've ever been on a three-mile or longer hike here in Colorado, on almost any hike, you'll walk through an aspen forest and then an open field. And then the path is somehow all of a sudden on the edge of a cliff. And then you're not on dirt. You're walking over a rock bed. Then you're walking over a bridge over a stream. On our Colorado road trip over my birthday a few weeks ago, 
we saw patches of forest fires that had happened in as long ago as 2003. We saw some that were more freshly burned and others that were burned and had the new growth underneath coming up. We even hiked until we found a natural hot spring. And yep, we took off our pants and we jumped in. As long as we keep walking, the landscape will keep changing, will keep evolving. This parallels life. Purpose is not a destination. It is a continuous journey. You're already on it. The landscape changes and we change. We grow. We have different energy levels at different times. Because sometimes the path is steep and it's uphill. And other times it's smooth and it's downhill. We just keep going. We keep going. And we dance with life and life dances with us. And we keep fine-tuning our purpose. When we let go of the destination idea or let go of the idea that you could ever even be on the wrong path, we feel lighter. We feel a sense of freedom. How do you think you made it here to hear my voice right now if you're not on your path? You are so on your path. You are finding purpose daily. And I'm starting to tear up because I know there's somebody out there, I can feel it intuitively, that really needs to hear this today. Because you have been whipping and self-flogging and shaming. You're watching other people on their paths and you're comparing as less than. And in this moment, you can take a deep breath and you can let go of all of that. What if you allow yourself to feel positively about where you're going and the direction that you're finding over and over and over again? What happens is that we start to work the law of attraction instead of a funky law of detraction. And that is so sadly popular in our human tribe. We've all been taught to pay more attention to what's wrong, what's bad, than what's good. When we do this work, we change our vibration. We vibe higher. And the path opens up as a co-creation between ourselves and the universe. What if what you really seek the highest purpose is to give yourself love and high vibes because that is the stuff that will fuel purposeful action and culminate in a life lived so purposefully. You'll one day look back and laugh at how hard you were clawing and grasping, begging and pleading for purpose to show up. In this culture that teaches us to so dysfunctionally hang on, letting go, feels backwards. I hope by me sharing today these insights, I hope that this helps you flip the script so you can walk forward in life confident that you are already purposeful. In review, be kind and encouraging to yourself. Practice the good enough principle. Practice it as you are while letting go of the pressure to seek purpose. Practice satisfaction while desiring change. Witness your vibration get lighter and vibe higher. Love yourself fiercely and purpose unfolds. Allow it to instead of trying to control it and predecide it. Your purpose, I promise, is a process.
continuously. And that is a gift. If you like this show, if it resonated with you, I invite you to Patreon to see all of the exclusive content that we have been putting out there for years for you. We have exclusive episodes at the $5 level. And some of those episodes, I get to be a little more specific, a little more candid. And if you're interested in the Boundaries course, sign up is open. We start in October. You can come right now and secure your spot. You can use the code EARLYBIRD21 if you'd like to get a discount and pay in full, or you can choose a payment plan. But I'd much rather have you at Patreon where you can get an even bigger discount and immerse yourself in the community and the resources that we keep putting out for you to learn and grow. We are all figuring it out together. You are not alone. And you are worth patience, compassion, encouragement, and believe it or not, even gratitude for the rough things because the rough, hard things are the things that force us into this growth. And if you look back at your own story, I think you can really see that for the things that you were already through, that you completed, the things that didn't kill you, even though it felt like it might while you were going through. We haven't recorded it yet, but our next Patreon-exclusive episode is going to be a conversation with me and Chris about what he learned about himself as we floated down a river. So if you're interested in that, I think it's going to be a fun episode. Come hang out at patreon.com backslash emotional badass. Right when you sign on, you get access to all of the content immediately. And you'll find that boundaries course code because the Patreon, you guys make the show possible. You keep us commercial free. It is such a beautiful circle of y'all supporting me, supporting you, supporting everybody in the world that listens to the show. I am so proud of that energy exchange, and I am so grateful that we don't have to cram some annoying commercials onto this show to fund the podcast. I want to thank these Patreon producers of the show. Thank y'all for showing your support by giving us two bucks or five bucks or 10 bucks or super fans, throwing us 20. Thank you so much. I want to thank Brooke and Hannah, Brianna, Layla, Natalie. Julianne, Glenda, Phoenix, Melinda, look at all these beautiful names, y'all, Rob, Sherry, Carrie, Cara, Misty, and Beth. Thank y'all so, so much. I just completed recording our June live stream Q&A on the topic of forgiveness. I want to thank the patrons that bravely and boldly shared themselves to offer some really powerful questions. If you'd like to, for the next topic, we are going to vote. So if you would like to participate in voting for the next live stream topic, we're going to vote and decide together on the Patreon if I'm discussing and answering questions about goals or grief. And you'll be able to answer that poll at any level at Patreon. Light and love I hope you discover something really beautiful and grounding about the path that you are on right now today and that you hold some sweet, compassionate, encouraging space for yourself. You deserve that from you. Light and love. I'm an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. 
and together we are where Moxie meets Mindful. I'll see you right here next week. Bye-bye. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to Calm History dot com.